Hi, welcome to the Source Wheel Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Royston. And if you're just jumping on at this episode, this is episode two in a series. You might want to go back and listen to the journey through the chakras through meditation with crystals, um, starting with the root chakra. Um, This is a series I'm recording with my good friend, Noel Espinoza. Uh, on Instagram at Dude It's Noel, and he and I decided that we would do all seven chakras three days at a time, and rather spontaneously decided to record our debrief conversations at the end of every three days. So this episode, we dive into the sacral chakra. Hope you enjoy. Thanks for joining us. So, Noel, uh, again, I appreciate you being my partner in this game. Um, I do these things alone sometimes, but it's so much more enriching and enjoyable to compare notes. And I'm thinking about some of the notes that already seem to be in sync with you. And um, I just want to announce to our listeners that we're checking in after, after, (laughs) I guess, three more days. So this is now day sixth of the of the yes. 21 days cycle and we've just finished three days with the sacral chakra and we each chose our own stones and we each had our own experiences and this is where we get to share and compare notes um i didn't write anything down um i just ended up recording little voice memos for myself so i'm just gonna have to wing it in terms of remembering any of my insights and We'll see what happens. Um, let's see. I think it had you go first last time. So maybe I'll go first this time with day one. Sure. And then that we'll go back good. and forth. Um, so day one, sacral chakra. I did a few things um, to switch uh, kind of my, my energy besides just switching the stone. And the stone I chose was in hematite coated and included double terminated quartz point. I mean, it was about the size of a plum and it looked, it looked like it might've mm. been um, like a heart. Like it looked like an anatomical heart. It had this kind of chunky feel to it. It was nice, um, completely orangey red. And I set that on my navel and I also had changed what I was wearing around my neck. I, I was wearing a piece of native copper, but I added a, a a mala that a friend Diane made for me that had um, rakshasa beads and carnelian. And that felt mm-hmm. really supportive of this work. And I don't actually, I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering what it, what it was that I had an insight about. Um, <laughs> I'm now wishing I'd written it down instead of recorded a note, but that's what, that's what I started with. Um, Oh, I know. I remember now. And I know now why I'm having a fuzzy memory. Because, Noel, this this is uh, the sacral chakra has been an issue for me in my life. The Every time I've gotten a treatment from my wife, um, who does crystal Reiki treatments with crystals, um, 
she said that my sacral chakra was under active um, and she has to set it reset it, reattune it, whatever the term balance it every time. And so I, mm-hmm. I've noticed that in my own life. And this is why I feel a little fuzzy with this particular challenge. These three days is I noticed dropping in and a lot of avoidance. Um, so for this first day, it was just about trying to get it right. You know, I've kept feeling this energy of trying to get it right and not feeling safe to get it right. So the energy in my meditation was all about desperate, desperately wanting to feel safe and not feeling safe. And I would get very distracted and I would hear the sounds of things going on around me. And I, and I instantly had a very critical reaction to them. Like why this and why that? Just very complainy, very bitter embittered. And I noticed that that's actually the energy that I'm afraid of is the critical bitter energy. And so it was this weird kind of paradox of me being both the vulnerable part, but also the critical part. Uh, which I externalized most of the time. So it was an uncomfortable day of meditation for me. And I didn't stay in meditation very long. I remembered thinking uh, very time consciously, just wanting to be done, wanting to be done with it and out of it. Um, Yeah. So that's how my day one of the sacral started. Hmm. I, 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 I can definitely uh, relate. Um, this chakra has been one that's a bit troublesome for me. Um, I believe that uh, your wife also, uh, when she did the uh, energy work on me, said that my that chakra um, was either out of sync or I forgot what word she used, but a similar problem as well. Um, as well as my, I think it was also my root Mm. Um, which is why I I feel that sometimes I I uh, I get the feeling of being a kite without anybody holding mm. it. I'm just out there um, from the lack of grounding and the lack of um, of assimilating those those um, lower chakras. But my first day with the sacral, um, I chose. Um, some carnelian, and um, I, I guess I had, I was feeling so much from the the prior days that I didn't know what to expect from from this day. Um, so I kind of just took it kind of easy mm-hmm. on the first day. Um, I sat down like I did with my other with the other stones in the other days, but the the energy was definitely, I don't know. Um, I didn't get a lot of intense imagery in, in my meditation. I didn't, I just kind of just sat there and opened up myself to, to this. Um, I just started thinking about the stone that I was using, the carnelian, the, 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 the color of the orange intense color. And, and it just kind of brought back memories of myself when I was a kid and how my favorite animal was a tiger. Mm-hmm. And I remember drawing it in like kindergarten and 
you know, using like those orange crayons and and just you know doodling and stuff during class. So it took me took me um, kind of like into my past a little bit, but I wasn't seeing it like I was with the other with the root chakra. Um, and it also made me. It kind of brought this awareness to me, which made me also feel uncomfortable, like like um, like you said, mm-hmm. feeling, um, because it it's something that I I still haven't uh, how would I say in, I don't incorporate all the time. Like I become conscious of it and I begin to incorporate, and then I you know something happens and and I'm off uh you know off in the other other realms and I forget to continue to incorporate that um and it brought it brought to my attention um my sexuality and my body and and how i feel i was very young when i became well when i realized um that i was like really in a body you know Mm -hmm. and and i feel that that first day it it brought me into that space of you as a like me as a kid and i didn't know what to i didn't know what was gonna you know what was gonna happen the next day but it certainly ended uh, it stopped um it stopped me in my tracks a little bit because it did make me feel uh uncomfortable but not in not in a very not in a very bad way but just kind of like as a review like i used to have to you still have to um, incorporate this part of you. So that that was my first day. Interesting how we both had parallels, even though this is the first time we're sharing and talking about it. And we didn't choose the same stones, although we kind of did because I had carnelian around my neck. Yeah. Um, and ending in a very bright. It's funny when you said the tiger and the and the stripes. I have a very bright frayed. Um, tassel at the end of this mala which is very <laughs> fiery and stripy and had that energy um, okay so day two um, uh, this was the day that I really started to embrace that I needed a little bit of help to go along with my resistance to not go along with but to roll with my resistance I knew I'd, I'd met the resistance on day one and so I went looking for a stone and there was a stone called Sedonalite, which is a concretion and it's bright orange. It's a kind of a clay sandstone kind of concretion uh, from Arizona. And I saw it and thought, oh, orange, that could work. No, I didn't want to work with that. <laughs> and then I closed the I closed the case uh, where I was looking and saw that the first time. And I went looking under my bed my bed right <laughs> I went looking under my bed and another stash of crystals that i have and i found uh, another sedona light this time it was a double and literally it looked like testicles in a sack <laughs> and i thought oh my god i must work with this pair that's, that's perfect and it was perfect it felt so uh Vert, it felt so virile <laughs> it felt really rich with symbolism and so I laid them on my, um, I'm sitting upright on my bed, but when I drop into the meditation, I kind of tuck it into my lap underneath my belly pouch. 
Um, and, and I'm sitting there and I'm feeling really raw and really vulnerable, a bit of that vulnerability that I felt the other day. And then I felt this, this real visceral contention between the energy that I want and feel like I need and the energy that I need to bring to my sexuality. And I want to share about this without, you know, without sharing too much, because I, I believe in a private bedroom. Um, but I can share my experience that I feel like what I want to receive is tender, encouraging, nurturing, validating kind of divine mother energy, uh, divine feminine energy. And yet I feel like what I need to bring is divine masculine, very assertive, very confident, um, very uh, providing direction kind of a energy. And so I find such a balance, such a con conflict between those two, what I want and what I want to bring or what I want, and what I feel like I need to bring. And it's like, I, there's this part, the part of me that wants to bring that, that confident man energy is in conflict with the part that has needs because the parts that have needs are very loud saying, but what about me? But what about me? But what about me? And I don't want to have this sense of, well, shut up. This isn't about you, you know, go back into your, you know, uh, shunned, exiled hole and weep. I'm busy, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm busy doing it. You know, like I, I feel like there's this lack of integration between these two parts and I'm craving it. And so I'm sitting here with this, you know, Sedona light and I get this message like, all right, you want to change? Then, then put, then put this, put this pair of Sedona light underneath you again, put it at the root integrate the root. That's what you're missing. You keep thinking that each of these chakras are separate, but they're integrated. They're actually one in the same, just a flowing column of energy. And you're thinking that they're separate. You got to integrate. And then, so I did that. So I took them out from under my navel and put it underneath. And I felt an absolute crystal clear shift. I felt power. I felt confident. I felt clear. I felt sexy. I don't normally feel sexy. I feel awkward most of the time because of this, in, this lack of integration. And then I felt the awkward come back. I felt the awkward feel a bit like shame. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't drop into the past where I might've picked up shame, but I just felt a sh an icky kind of a shameful energy. And then my confidence just disappeared. But for a clear moment, Noel, I felt powerful. And then, of awesome. course, I couldn't get I couldn't get it back. I couldn't get it back. And 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 then I thought, oh, gosh, I look forward to day three. I hope day three is, you know, is huge. And <laughs> what I wondered is, why didn't I keep on meditating? You know, like, why did I pull myself out after I got frustrated, you know, and felt uh -huh. awkward? And, and I realized that I do that all the time. I do that all the time in my not just sexuality, but in my power. That I start off powerful. And then if one little thing happens where I go back into shame or back into awkward or back into, you know, something, mm -hmm. um, I, I don't get it back easily. So I feel a bit fragile and vulnerable. That was my day too. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think a reason why sometimes when we have those experiences, we can't go back to them. Like you're, you only 
um, it only comes up upon you like a breeze, you know, and then it's yeah. gone. Um, which kind of usually for me, it makes me snap out of the, the meditation because it's yeah, it can be it can be intense. And then so you're in it for like a, a few seconds and you're feeling like the afterglow and then and then you're like, no, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> the afterglow how perfect that's exactly it. <laughs> i didn't even i didn't mean it that way but yeah it goes it goes that way too um <laughs> yeah um I, I know what you, i know what you mean um my my second day on this chakra was a little different because um i usually uh in the last since the beginning of the um uh, the meditations i was doing this in the morning but with work working in the morning i have to find a way to kind of see when it happens it happens and i can kind of take a break and meditate uh, alone um this day was different for me uh when i went to, into meditation i still had that image of myself as, as a kindergarten uh, um five-year-old um and the feeling of being aware of my body and so that's i had that image of, of myself um as i began this this uh this day's meditation um i started seeing in my mind's eye or in my my vision or whatnot um the symbol of a serpent like a coiled serpent um down to uh where my sacral chakra is and um mm. I started thinking again of having that chakra blocked or overstimulated or, you know, uh, the way, the way it's been. And perhaps I wasn't aware when I was, when I was a, a little kid, I, I had no idea what chakras were, you know? Yeah. Um, and perhaps I started thinking, how far does this go? Or how, how far can I remember now as an adult looking back and, um, looking back at uh, my life and spotting maybe instances where I didn't know what was going on because I, I was young, but maybe now I can analyze it and, and figure out uh, when I felt that energy center blocked or overstimulated. And um, so that made me and um, made me think of the made me think of my body, but also made me think of like the sexual organ and and which then of course made me think of the the kundalini energy and the serpent you know the serpent energy um which ended up just me thinking about um sexual energy in general um and it kind of it, it brought back to me um well, actually it kind of made me realize how 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 um i was seeing this just as me being me dealing with this energy just alone but the thing is with as you move up from the root to the sacral um the sacral energy is something that is not only yours but the energy can be shared as in you know the, with the sexual act mm. um so it made me uh think about a I don't know if it would be a type of meditation exactly, but it's um, a type of breathing that is done. Um, it's called onking, I think. 
Have you heard of it? I thought you were going to say Tantra, but no, I I don't think I've heard of Anking. Yeah, it's like um, it's a I guess it could be considered a type of Tantra or it's um the way you hold your breath um at the moment of uh climax and uh how the energy goes from your from your spine from the bottom of your spine to basically if if it's if the energy is not directed it goes basically dissipates either shoots out through you know the top of your head or sometimes um to the bottom of your feet and the energy just kind of dissipates over t- over over that amount of time but with this breathing exercise it, you you hold your breath and you you channel the energy coming up from the root or from the sacral and right when it reaches your fifth chakra um, from behind you it you make it go 90 degrees and it loops over your head and it goes right back to the to the fifth chakra and that kind of creates like a, a circuit of energy so the way the energy of climax does not completely dissipate and it forms a sort of regenerative uh, field around your body so i started seeing um how i kind of just kind of had like this talk with myself on how this kind of stuff that people really really don't talk about unless they they research it but i think nowadays we we can kind of agree that the act of sex requires some discipline in in the way that you approach it um that doesn't mean like it can't be fun but it can be more fun if you if you know that it isn't just about uh having sex you know just for the just for the sheer fun of it, but there's so much happening at that moment with your body and with all the levels of your of your bodies, you know, in every mm-hmm. energy center. Um, so on my journal, I just wrote down uh, kind of the steps of how how that is done, and and just I did a little illustration of of the body and how the the you know the symbol of the Ankh looks like. Um, yeah, it's flowing through. Uh, I pictured that. I, I pictured that when you were describing it. That, that they basically what you're doing is making an onk in energy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we can provide links. Um, if you could actually research a link and send it to me, I'll add it to the show notes for people if they want to sure. read more. But I like this. Um, yeah. It's almost like an invitation that you're making that people do a little bit of discipline, practice, or research. Um, to bring to their sexuality. I'm certainly signing up as a student. <laughs> it's, I think it's something that before I, I knew of, of these um, like techniques and all these things, uh, I had a feeling that, you know, and this is, I'm, I'm speaking of me as uh, as a young teenager or even as a kid that it felt like the act of sex was always more. I had a feeling like it was, more than it was being portrayed in movies and and it was more than my peers were told to feel sh- ashamed about um there was or just proud so much, about or proud yeah and and there was just so much um stig- like stigma around sex that 
I, I just knew that there was more to it. And, you know, through, over over time and over and reading uh, different material, um, you find a lot of stuff. And to me, this makes sense in some way. Yeah, there was something about um, what you could... shared that made that made sense to me. Um, my first my first attempts at masturbation when I was exploring my body as a I don't know what age twelve or thirteen year old um, I would I would I would reach this plateau of arousal and stop and and just like enjoy the just I had no idea about ejaculation I just reached this state of orgasmic arousal and just stopped and so. It's interesting that maybe organically I was doing some sort of unking type practice even then, or some sort of tantric practice even then. Um, and that was, that's a, this is a nice way to reframe that. Cause I just felt like I was stupid and I didn't know what I was doing and I did it <laughs> wrong, you know, but maybe there was some intuitive wisdom in that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Mean, I feel that as, as children, we intuitively know a lot more than we do when we're adults about our bodies in in a way Um, well i would even say just intuit that word no knowing is problematic but maybe yes we intuit a whole lot of things right right a lot of things it's 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 funny isn't it how that is yeah well and then that's why a lot of people talk about the process of unlearning once you've learned a bunch of things (laughs) then you need to go through an unlearning and getting back to that state of a gnosis you know before all right so anything else for you on day two uh that was pretty much it it was it was a it was like a nice review because i had known about this um about onking before but i had to go back and research it a little bit more just to be sure i was okay. uh i remembered correctly but yeah that's pretty much day two for me sounds like both you and I pushed past the resistance we saw on day one. Um, and yet for my day three, I, I have, I have found it again. <laughs> uh, I chose um, a, a large raw hunk of spessartine garnet, which is a bright orange garnet. And I'm lucky enough to have a big, big piece. And so I took that into meditation with the, uh, mala the carnelian mala and i also found on youtube this sacral meditation uh kind of tonality music and i decided i would ramp it up and play that because i was really building i think a lot of expectation where i was going to have some sort of breakthrough and i get into meditation and the you know the vibe is right the energy feels right the intent is right and yet i felt blocked i felt nothing I felt literally nothing below the waist and where that's where I was focusing is focusing below the waist. And I was really trying to feel not just, you know, arousal, um, not, not just visceral experiences, but energetic and emotional. Even I wanted to find out more about this block or this confusion or this, you know, fragmentation that needs integration. And I was desperate and I'm sitting in this meditation, realizing I probably rushed it. I probably squeezed it in knowing today's a busy day for me and I didn't wake up and have an easy morning. I was trying to squeeze it in, you know, right from waking up to before I had to drink my tea and take my dog out. And I think I rushed it. And I wondered if this is what I do also. 
you know, that I build a lot of expectation and I rush. And I started to feel hot flash. I started to feel really warm, almost the warmth of being called out, um, the warmth of being um, targeted, spotlighted, you know, told you were wrong. And well, that's how I feel when I'm told I'm wrong. And I just started to feel the shame again, but not as a concept, as a visceral experience all over my face, really. My cheeks were hot and I felt, um, I, I want to say the word ugly, um, but more, it wasn't physical ugliness so much as just, I felt slimy and gross. And it was so the opposite of what I wanted that I was, uh, I was feeling so much disappointment, almost, um, yeah, almost like I wanted to give up the whole meditation cycle. I wanted to stop doing all of it. And, and I gave into that. Unfortunately, I didn't go past. I didn't try to dig deeper. I just said kind of fuck it and stopped. And I said, well, I guess I can, I guess I have better chakras that I can rely on. And, and in that instant, I kind of got why my, you know, throat is overactive, right? And my sacral is probably underactive because if this is a microcosm for how I am, is that I don't break through. I don't push through. I don't stay with. Um, and I go divert and displace and, you know, go hide out in a place where I'm comfortable instead of face this discomfort. What I decided is that I am going to take on a, like right after the meditation in my morning walk with my dog and sipping my tea, I had this thought about, okay, so this was just insightful, smack in the face, insightful. I need to do some work and I need to do some intentional work. And I decided that after this 21 day cycle is over that I'm going to start working and I'll, I'll just meditate on the sacral on, as long as it takes and I'll stay with it and I'll do it daily until I can meet the resistance in dignity and stay with it and have a breakthrough. So I, I kind of got hopeful at the end of it all. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, it's funny how, how some of the things you describe are very, very similar to uh, maybe not what I've written down, um, but it's certainly what I've felt in myself. Um, oh, and I realized I didn't specify, I didn't even mention what stone I used on the second day. Uh, the one that I used was, um, was fireable for the second day of the cycle. Um, but let's see, today, today was, I think, a culmination of something I wasn't expecting, um, I still, you know, these last two days, I've been thinking about um, myself as a, as a teenager, as a kid, even as, you know, growing adult, um, how this energy has been affecting me, sometimes consciously, sometimes not. And I realized that this morning while I was, while I was uh, meditating, how much emotion is connected to this to this chakra and i felt an instant pull of my heart to the sacral and i had this the similar 
feeling as you had um explained i think on your the second day on this chakra how how connected these energy centers are and how really is just one big energy center one one long just ray of of uh current right, in right. our bodies you know right that we assign different things because we're you know humans are great at assigning things separately and naming everything and uh <laughs> breaking things breaking things down into smaller parts and into smaller parts because we have to name and know everything right yeah um but really i mean it's just it's just one big uh source of uh just current of energy Mm. but but you know we assign different parts on our bodies to you know and i realized that as i was sitting there how much i felt a pull to my heart chakra and 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 I realized that because I started feeling a lot of these emotions uh, from my childhood and, you know, the way that a child will um, experience life through its filter of whatever, wherever that child is at. And I recall feeling these, uh, these physical sensations and not being able to fully understand it as a child, because, you know, I was really young. I think when, when I became aware of the energy of my sacral chakra, you know, of my sexual organs, I was really, really young. I was, I think maybe first grade or so, second grade. That means I was probably like seven. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized how the energy from that center, I was processing it in my heart space and I had no, you know, in the beginning I had no feeling of, of guilt or shame or, or disgust or anything like that because I didn't have anybody telling me that I processed the information completely different. Then as we grow older and we're around um, our peers and we are told that oh this is weird that you feel that or or you know we it becomes a little a different type of program and we we receive the energy that we feel within within our bodies and in our, in our thoughts and they become a little bit i don't know misaligned so in a way i, f- I felt that all these memories were kind of welling up inside me and I was really reflecting on how, how much I associate the physical act of sex with love Mm -hmm. and how to me, and I'm just speaking personally, the act of it is, has to have some kind of love at its core um or else it is pretty much a an act made like in a void it's i don't know it's it's not all there and i don't like doing things that if i'm not going to be 100 percent, you know committed to and it has to has to have love for me that's what it that's what it boils down to i agree um 
so it was it was different today and today i chose um sunstone to work with um and it's yeah i was just really really amazed at how how connected they these things are and kind of how it kind of just jumped the solar plexus and went to my heart space when when i was sitting there um it's it definitely felt a little a little more uplifting than the last two days it, it felt like a nice transfer to to the next energy center for tomorrow wonderful yeah i really resonate yeah. with what you're sharing about you know love being an integral part of love making it's called love making you know literally making love a reality um and when it's when it's not love it feels incomplete um i remember that i i'm having a sadness re recollection from my memory that there was a time when i was a freshman in college and i was hitting it off at a party with this girl and we went back to her dorm room and we had sex according to her for me it was making love it was so exciting it was so you know i mean that was the first time i'd ever heard um prince the purple album and she played it while we were drinking wine and making love and it was amazing and then the next morning she says to me you got to get out my boyfriend's on her way on his way and i felt so devastated it was the first time i'd been on the other end of a of a kind of a one night stand hookup thing and i'd heard about this from my male peers that this is what they like to do and i never resonated with that i've always been that uh, if we look at each other a certain way, then we're going to kiss. If we're going to kiss, then we're going to touch the rest of our bodies. If we're going to touch the rest of our bodies, then we're going to make love. If we're going to make love, then we're going to marry. If we're going to marry, we're going to have kids. If we're going to have kids, we're going to grow <laughs> old together. If we have grow old together, we're going to die together. Like for me, every flirt, yeah. every flirt contains the possibility of growing old and dying together. It's so rooted in that long game <laughs> of love for me. So thanks for that. Well, let's um, let's wrap up here. Um, obviously, every time we we connect on these three three days, we can we can always add more the next time, and then and then on the seventh day, perhaps we can really like rest. On the seventh day, we rest, <laughs> but we rest <laughs> into and have maybe have a really long episode where we can see where it goes and see where it takes us, and maybe we can not have a such, kind of a short time frame um set there yeah yeah that sounds that sounds great all right noel thanks again for joining me on the podcast um see you in yeah thank you for um yeah thank you for doing this i mean i this is surprising me every time every day uh i was not expecting any of this stuff i wasn't expecting to feel all these things again um well we've got what 12 so thank you we've got uh 15 more days Oh yeah. yeah. I can it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, my friend. Take good care. You too, my friend. Okay, that's our episode on the sacral chakra. 
And I hope you not only enjoyed it as entertainment, but uh, but perhaps even gained some insight and possibly some inspiration to try something on your own. If you do, we'd love to hear from you. There's a link that allows you to contact us by email or even leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear your voice and possibly might even include it on a future episode. Thank you for being with us.